Elkham coming to you not quite live, live to tape from a beautiful suite in the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. What's happening, Nate? We are here in Hollywood at the Hollywood Roosevelt. It's amazing. What do you see out the window? I see the Hollywood sign. And what do I see? The Scientology Center. The, Sci- the Celebrity okay. we Center. We can't bad mouth the Scientology Nor would we. Nor would we. No, no, no. Um, we are here because uh, in just two days' time, on Thursday, the Felix Art Fair, the third edition of the Felix Art Fair will be taking place. We'll be dropping like, I don't know, six, seven different pods with notable people from the LA art world. Some real special guests some, coming and, on. And a, real, a certain real special special guest <laughs> that we'll leave outside. But we get some great people stopping through. And we figured what better way to... St- to, to, to kick these things off then with uh, with two of the founders of the Felix Art Fair. The Felix Art Fair takes place here at the Hollywood Roosevelt, and we have the founders here, Mills Moran and Dean Valentine. How Gentlemen. are you guys? What's going on, guys? Good to see you, you guys. Hey. Am, I, so, am I the first repeat guest? You are the first repeat oh guest. Oh, wow. Ultimate that's, friend of the pod, double yeah, guest. There's going to yeah. be a lot of people that are kind of gunning for you. I didn't want to ask you before. Be happy. I wanted yeah. to save it for the real reaction. A lot of people have been trying to get to be the yeah, first repeat yeah. guest. Yeah, uh, all sorts of people. I mean... Harper's already over it. So you guys, we're like two days out from the, <laughs> you're two days out from the third edition of the fair, the first edition of the fair, and the first major art event to happen here in Los Angeles post pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, or in the midst of it, depending on what your proclivities are. Um, and uh, how's it looking? Like how are, are the booth started setting up? Like what's going on down there? Well, we're still kind of. I just need a couple of minutes to get clear before we uh, we start. This thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm feeling did, it now. Did okay, you bring sorry. your thermometer or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah, the thin levels. Well, yeah, I mean, we're still in the early stages. Obviously, um, what day is it today? Tuesday. Um, Tuesday. Uh, exhibitors don't get in until tomorrow, so today is really about getting the house ready for for the booths and the and everybody to come in. So I, I beat the the art advisor beat the beat the exhibitors first time ever. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and I didn't even have to wear a disguise, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, this is you know, I people have spoken so highly of this fair in the past, but I wonder, you know. How did you guys come to the decision and like what was the decision making process like we can do this now? Um, obviously, there haven't been really that many in-person fairs in the U.S. The only one I can think of that's a major fair like you guys would be um, Freeze actually did a, a pared down mini version of their fair in New York. Well, you know, we kind of we looked down the road a few months ago and we thought, you know, by summer, we were looking at what the CDC was saying, what, what was happening with the pandemic, and it looked like a fairly good bet that by sometime in the middle of summer, things would be better. And we thought it'd be a good idea to start planning for that. And then the question was, well, what kind of parameters do we have? You know, we can't just do our normal, we're not going to do our normal art fair because nobody wants to get into an elevator and go up 20 floors with a thousand other people. So we started thinking about just doing it around the pool because it was indoor, outdoor. And doing a restricted fair really brought us to the idea of, well, let's also restrict it geographically. Let's just do it to with the galleries around here, the galleries who've been surviving the pandemic with us, who we've been, you know, we've been seeing all the time throughout the throughout the months, and it was a way. Of, it really became a about a, um, a celebration is probably too strong a word, but a, sort of ce- celebration of LA surviving the pandemic and coming out of the cave into the sunlight, um, wow. and that's sort of how we arrived at this particular point. And it's looking like it is that way. Delta variant, obviously, notwithstanding. You can feel the, the, the very LA-centric energy, you know, uh, if you go around the galleries that uh, are showing work at the, their spaces as well as participating in the fair. There's a great, great just embrace of the city right now. and I can feel it as a New Yorker. Yeah, I think, they'll, I think they'll be. I mean, I, Nate got here a couple of days ago. I just dropped in this morning. I feel like there will be. I mean, I'm hoping. I'm kind of presuming there's going to be a celebratory feeling to just people seeing each other again so. in space. Yeah, uh, you know, initially when we... 
we did the, the fair in 2020, the, and then March came around and April came around. The one thing Dean and I and Al would tell ourselves was like, we might have just caught the fair and then the pandemic and that we might be able to actually catch the tail end and actually do a fair. And that kind of got blown up also for February 2021. So um, from our standpoint, <clears throat> we, looked at, we looked at the city of LA and the galleries that had either opened up here or moved here in the last 10 years. And we realized that there was a global presence of art, not just the artists, because traditionally it was, it was the artists that lived in LA. Um, we looked at who was actually showing work here and we, th- we thought we had enough meat here to put on something very powerful. And I actually think, personally, I think this is a defining moment for the LA art scene. Um, I question anybody to, to look at art fairs globally. What, what, what city has hosted an art fair just of its own uh, galleries of that so of the, this caliber. The, the Monaco Art Fair wasn't just local galleries. No, it wasn't just local galleries. <laughs> you sure, Yo, Monaco well, rips. I mean, I think, that you, I think it's great. You know, it's always had a very local feeling. This fair because it really felt it wasn't the exhibitors were obviously international and past iterations, but it felt like it was really for an audience, not just global people like me that pop in and are iterant and popping in, but it felt like the community vibe of, of of other artists and just art lovers that were coming through had a much different flavor to it um, than than other art fairs that I've been to, in, including those here in Los Angeles. Yeah. I mean, go ahead. I mean, community was sort of the key word in what you said. I mean, the idea of Felix was always to be in the community. And I'm not talking about that as a PC thing or doing good. It was really that most art fairs happen in this sort of uh, netherworld where there's no windows. It's like a casino. There's no windows. There's no time. There's no location. One, one fair is pretty much like another fair. You could be in Hong Kong. You could be in Miami. You could be in... Uh, Basel is a little more, you know, is a little more open, but or at a car show or a gun show, a car show, so, or gun show totally. doesn't really it doesn't really make any difference. And one of the things we wanted to do, and one of the reasons we were so excited when we first started talking, when Mills and Alan started talking about it, and had the opportunity to do it at the Hollywood Roosevelt, was that the Hollywood Roosevelt is a specific place in a specific city with a specific history and a culture. And the windows are open; you can look out, and you can see Los Angeles. It's a it's it's a place, and so that in itself is a very different vibe just by the very nature of its location than any other art fair and whatever we do and we you know maybe we'll talk about that later if we ever expand we hope to be able to do that everywhere we go i mean it has i mean it's similar to me in that way that lista has always been in basel yes. uh, and that it has a very sense of a specific place it could only happen that happen in that specific building it's an old kind of industrial site that's a school for those who have never been but I wonder if also that sense of like um, kind of just the general public coming through at all comes maybe from some of your background, Dean, which really comes from more of like a mass media background. Although you've long been a collector of high-end, very specific art. I wonder if some of that, like your, your ability to, to kind of uh, understand that more people want to have exposure to this is somehow built into your DNA in that way. Well, I don't know. I mean, I always thought about it personally. I mean, the, the way the fair started was out of a conversation I had with a few other people when I was at another art fair in New York, that shall go nameless, but and how... Really, art fairs have become so distant from the thing that everybody loves about art. The, it, also, what gallerists like about art. You know, people are wandering about aimlessly, or they're 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 being pushed through a corridor and through a. You know, it's a Prada shopping experience, and that's that's a good thing. We want art to, you know, to be sold, and we want it to be bought, and we want artists to have a great life, and gallerists to have a great life, and everything else. And but, art advisors. And art advisors, especially. Uh, <laughs> but but lest we forget. But you know, there some of the we, we wanted to try to find a way. I wanted a way to recapture what I liked about art fairs very, very early on, and what I like about going into a gallery and that feeling of connection to the art and talking to the to the gallerist about why, what they like about the art. And you know, so this was set up so you could do that. So it wasn't that I had any great, you know, strategic plan. It was just that it's really what I enjoyed and what I what I'm looking for. 
I mean, I think one of the things that a lot of people have spoken about about the pandemic is we rethink how we do things uh, across every facet of our life, but especially within the art world, is a notion of maybe slowing down a little bit. And I think it's oversold that people do less of these things, but really reconnecting with the local community, uh, having those conversations that like you remember walking into a gallery for the first time, meeting a gallery owner or director and having a conversation about an artist's practice. It wasn't just, are you going to take it? I get four people on, you know, it's on hold for four other people, like, you know, yes or no. You know, I'm really able to have a dialogue, which I think is what a lot of what got a lot of us into the art world because we found an, an intellectual uh, and, and really emotional engagement in that way. Um, so this year, you're going to have all local participants, all galleries that have a physical space here in LA. Yep. I think it's something like 20... 20 29. 29, 29 galleries, so just less than 30 galleries. Um, so obviously pared down because in the 2020 version, you had about double that or triple that? We even? had about 60 galleries, yeah, so but also pared that. down because we're only using the uh, the outdoor pool area and the ventilation Yeah, and that's areas. a public safety thing, exactly. so there's ventilation. Yeah. Um, but I think it's really cool that it'll have a real connection. And I've noticed, I've, I've already been seeing previews over the last really week and a half, uh, if not two weeks. A lot. They're also showing a lot of local LA talent, right. I mean, which I think is That was my, my original instinct, and mm. these guys had to fight me from doing it, was was to, I wanted just LA artists or wow. local artists. Well, I think it happened organically. It kind of did. It kind of did, yeah. But part of this also for us was to uh, sort of reduce the carbon footprint for just coming out of the pandemic and people starting to travel like we didn't want people flying in from Europe and Asia when it was still sort of uh, sketchy if they could even make the trip and and how much testing they needed to undergo and how many sit in a ho- airport hotel exactly you know like um, I applaud you know the fair in Hong Kong and people had to quarantine for three weeks God bless those people but like we didn't want anyone to have to go through that and um, being local we had enough we had like I said we had enough galleries here that we made it very interesting for for what they could show and who they could show but I do think I'm not sure if there's going to be any international traffic because the quarantine shit is still all for cockhead. I'm not but, expecting yeah, much but, but you, I do know, right. at least from New York, and even I've, I've spoken to another art advisor from Colorado who's planning to come in. I think you are going to get, because people are excited. Yeah, they want to get out. I mean, if, if Mexico is any indication, I mean, so many people went out there for this, not even an art fair, it was sort of a project-based sort of gallery fair. So I think mm-hmm. this is actually will have more, uh, more, great, of, a, more of an impact. Great so, well, restaurants. Great restaurants. <laughs> yeah. Somebody yeah. missed Mexico. Uh, <laughs> not at all. I'm, I'm never, <laughs> never, never. I've never had FOMO in my life. Right. <laughs> um, Except for every yeah, morning. I mean, I, we didn't. We didn't want to put people in a situation where they would have to cancel their plans, um, not do their booth, not not be able to ship work. Um, and but beyond that, this is such a rich environment for art between the galleries and the artists that we didn't really have to go too far. And to do something in the summer like this, I think for us makes a lot of sense. And I don't know that this is just a one-time thing. Well, even I, though it is freeze week. It is freeze week. It is freeze week. Yeah. Yeah. If you look yeah. at, the, you look at your knew? email blast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been getting, you know, what everyone really wanted right now at the height of summer was another online viewing room. So yeah. I'm glad that they're there to fill in the to fill in the blank. And, and we're grateful for the permission to participate uh, yeah. in, their, in, in their week. Yeah. Very, very blessed. Um, yes. But also, I mean, all the galleries, I mean, not all, a lot of the galleries are doing special things, and I think it's in association with you and not Freeze Week. Uh, they're here in town. I'm trying to check out as much as I can. Um, any special projects other than obviously us? I think there's some other notable media personalities. Perhaps this might be on. the most special project. Perhaps, well, but I, th- I think you got a certain boomer coming to town. <laughs> you do, and I'll, 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 let, I'll let Dean talk about that. <laughs> what, yeah. what? What's, what's Jerry up to? Uh, oh, that guy. Um, <laughs> Being cranky. He, he's, uh, well, he's on his way. He's, he's, he's flying from... Uh, from Vail to uh, Los Angeles. He just Commercial or private? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, our, yeah, our jet is being used by somebody else. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we, uh, he's going to be here. He's going to do... Uh, we're, we're, we're sort of launching... Uh, it, it sounds kind of a little too highfalutin, but to say we're, we're launching Felix Media, uh, which uh, we plan to expand uh, our video and podcast offerings and 
all that over the next uh, year or two. It's a shame that Nate went to Vanity Fair. Note yeah. to Benny is open for acquisition <laughs> opportunities. Uh, that we are. Very yeah, open. He'll, he'll be back. Uh, he'll be Give back. Give him two years. Uh, yeah, you know, he doesn't know what it's like to write for a New York big-time magazine. Um, anyway, so uh, we're uh, so Jerry's going to be here, and he's going to live stream... He's going to live stream his tour of the fair uh, on Thursday. Very so cool. We got Very a cool. camera crew. We're going to follow him around, and you know he's going to. Uh, that man loves a camera. He's going to. He, yeah, he he's going to. Literally he, something we've wanted to do since the first. Because you tried to do this in the, the last fair. iteration. We, we tried to do times, it. Okay. And we always because I know, remember you telling me about yeah, it. Yeah, we always ago or so. we always ended up backing out because it didn't make a, it didn't work out. It didn't make this sense or it didn't make that sense. And I think for this one, it just it all kind of came together. Yeah, well, especially I, I think one of the things we're trying to do, and I think this does the same uh, thing, if not maybe even better, is because maybe certainly people from Asia and Europe aren't going to be able to travel and I think maybe even less Americans even though I think a lot are is that it extends the footprint to the fair and the fair is able to exist Other, but beyond just being like a, a silly online thing but it really exists and has a life and a soul that no, goes true. beyond the, 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 true. And, the, and the so, borders of the building and we were, we were handcuffed this year because we, we didn't want to do a lot of projects inside the inside the lobbies inside the hotel which we normally do we usually bring in a guest curator um, so having you guys here and speaking to some of the exhibitors um, and whoever else you're speaking to um, really does extend the footprint of, of what we're doing and does get it, the content out there, which is incredibly important for us. We'll I mean, try I, not to be too mean. Uh, <laughs> well, you, can well, I mean, <laughs> um, you can be mean to us. Uh, be nice to never. everybody else. Uh, I, ne we're never mean. We're just insightful. Um, <laughs> uh, just kind of coming back to kind of the past, I mean, I was, I was reading through some of the past press and it really, it struck me at the time and I'd, I'd sort of forgotten about it. I was reading Christopher Knight in the LA Times review of Freeze, given that it's Freeze Week of Freeze 2020, mm -hmm. which was actually a review of the Felix Art Fair. And he spent, you know, triple the time kind of going through and why it was an interesting, interesting project in sort of a lot of the ways that, you, Dean, you were speaking with the genesis, that it really felt closer to the art and less mediated by the commercial right. elements. Um, and I just think it's interesting, you know, he referenced uh, a great Baldessari quote about, um, uh, I can't even think of it now. But uh, anyway, speaking of you guys as, you know, if, if Freeze is the shark swimming through the water, um, you guys were sort of the feeder fish, you know, around the shark. But now there is no shark. And you guys are the are the fish that's out there. I think it's interesting mm -hmm. that, that you really, you know, you, you could stand as on your own in the ecosystem and well, don't you know, need the, the one else. thing I've always thought about this fair is it's, there, you know, you go to every city and every art fair, there's always the, the main fair and then the secondary fair. This has never been the secondary fair. Excuse me, the pilot fish, not the, the feeder fish. <laughs> this has never <laughs> been the secondary fair. I like, it tertiary you're, I like fair. that you're a theater fish, though. That's yeah, kind yeah. Of a cool. Our, the quality <laughs> of our exhibitors has always been equal to any fair. So, um, I I do appreciate what Chris wrote about us a couple of years ago. He he did not write about us the first year, and we were all you know kind of like, what's going well, on? I mean, just like, the we deserve to be written about. Totally. I think for those of who haven't been, I mean, this fair takes place in these great hotel rooms, these great suites. We're actually sitting in a similar suite now. I'm referencing Absolutely. back to the last time I was here. Mm. It wasn't this exact room, but same setup. Kavi Gupta uh, from uh, the, the great Chicago Galleries had an amazing setup of really historic paintings. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and Kavi has, suite. Yeah. Kavi has also great taste in wines. So he's also offering some tastings, some yeah. fairly great old Which growth, got stolen old at the hotel. Oh, really? Wait, seriously? This wine's got stolen. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. So, Kavi, I miss you and your yeah. wine, but I think there's something about the, <laughs> the conviviality, your ability to get close. Um, almost too intimate. almost feel like you're walking into someone's bedroom, but I like that as a viewer. I love that. Yeah. As an art viewer, um, I kind of like that, that sort of you're your, your interceding in a private moment um so it really is a special and different thing i think we made even more special but it's kind of return to return to life that la is happening and, and for me la has always been such a great site of artistic production over the last half century or so um you know all the schools are here all the great teachers are here people can just have bigger studios and better studios i think you know most of the americans of my generation great artists of my generation are, are based out here and so i think it's it's important that la has a hometown fair 
that matches the importance of it as a, as a site of cultural production. Mm-hmm. Well, we were, we were never, we never set out to be a pie, you know, the, the secondary fair. It was always, with, while we were grateful for the fact, obviously Freeze is an amazing fair. They do an incredible job at what they do. They're a marketing machine. Over the course of the decade, they've really managed to, you know, be able to gather lots and lots of people uh, to come see their fair, and that's a we're happy. We're happy to. It's safe to say we didn't we didn't start this fair without them. We would we would have never we would have not been able to start this fair without them and their ability to market. But it was never really about that. Other fairs are just want to be another fair, making more you know making money at you know and being at a you know our Basel II or Volta or whatever they are. That's really not our interest. We were interested in uh, proposing a different way of experiencing an art fair, and that model over time we're really convinced will work regardless of whether Freeze is there or the Armory's there or, or Basel's there or whatever, that over time people want that experience and they want to experience art, for art in a different way than they've been given a chance to so far. And, and um, I think this summer edition is the first time we actually get to prove that concept. Yeah. There are a lot of galleries that are doing the fair for the first time, like big LA galleries, right? And so, so what was their thought process in doing the fair for the first time? Like how many? Like, like Gagosian Gagosian for the first time? Uh-huh. Did David Kordensky do the uh, fair if before? You, if you ask uh, myself, Dean, or Al about anything we do for a living, it's all about relationships, right? So um, there's a relationship with one person at one gallery, and someone had a relationship with another person at another gallery. And mm-hmm. it's literally not just sending them a, a PDF portfolio and saying, you should do this because of XYZ. It's, it's, you know, it's not a marketing. You know, it's, it's people-to-people conversations. You know? Of course. And, and, um, the peop- the the guy the girls or guys that see it and they understand the value that that can be achieved here, um, based on um, you know this this edition the intimacy intimacy of the fair like they get it so if someone like Agosian was the right person to speak to and they got they got it right away and and we're happy to do it. Yeah, I think it's also fair to say that all those three galleries, even even Gagosian, are very very conscious of being Los Angeles galleries. Oh yeah, I mean Blum and Pove view themselves as a Los Angeles gallery. Uh, David, you know, Kordansky views himself as a Los Angeles gallery. In fact, David, at some point, a couple of years ago, David was going to do a show about Los Angeles in the, you know, kind of late 90s, early 00s when he first started doing his thing. And, and, and there was a very specific moment in Los Angeles. So he's very, he's very historically and culturally aware of that. And, and Gagosian is, Gagosian LA is a very LA gallery. And yeah, the people who work there are very LA centric. Oh, yeah. So, and, yeah. so we, think it was, we think that the fact that this was an all LA fair really helped. That particular, that, yeah, that, uh, that particular sense. argument. I mean, just speaking of LA generally, um, one of the outside knocks on LA, and much of that's true, because I know a number of great collectors of different generations. But kind of looking forward, uh, I think of you, Dean. You have a, a whole generation of of mostly guys, but some couples that were collecting very seriously all across, from like real cutting edge, you know, rough stuff to you know uh, the, to the bells, you know, on, on the real higher end of things. Do you see an, a, a new generation of collectors emerging here? Uh, there is, and it's been it's been growing and growing and growing, and and you know when I first started collecting, literally there was nobody else collecting. You'd walk on a on a Saturday, you'd go into the galleries, and I'd be the only collector who showed up in, you know, into Reagan prod, you know, into Reagan gallery. Huh, wow. There was nobody around. Now you know I I'm on the board of the Hammer, and I look around. There's we have thirty or forty board members who are all LA collectors, and wow, some of the amazing. and some of them are. Younger. I mean, you know, they're not they're not eighteen, but they're 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 you know they're they're younger executives making their way in you know Hollywood or, or tech or some other industries, and they're they they've become part of it, and that that never happened before. So there's I think we're still at the early stages of creating a a collector base in Los Angeles, but uh, we are there. 
um, and this is a this is a first. And th- there's actually some <clears throat> some things that have never happened here before. Can you talk about the Hammer Christie's brunch on Thursday? Yeah, I mean we're 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 uh, the, we're we're staging a we're, we're hosting or Christie's is hosting a brunch for the Hammer boards. The Hammer has a number of boards. It has the the, the main board, it has the board of overseers, which is really a collection committee. Uh, it has. Um, Younger boards and you know whatever. Yeah, like all there's whole, there's, do, there's yeah. like most like most museums, there's a number of uh, patron, different ways of being a patron. And uh, uh, Christie's is ho- hosting a brunch for the Hammer boards and for their own VIPs um, uh, here at the at the fair. Oh great! And they're going to be the first, you know, I guess they're going to be the first ones to walk through the door at eleven o'clock in the morning when. Hey Sonia, my invite was lost in the mail. Invite was definitely lost in yeah. the mail. <laughs> Thanks, Sonia. That brunch starts, I think, at nine thirty. Guess Sotheby's so, wow. getting my business. Guess it, like getting my s- business this season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'll be the trustees will be staged and then they'll be they'll be unleashed at eleven a.m. Wow, yeah. love it. After, I mean, that's like that's, that's, that's real fair stuff. And, that's like yeah, you know, real fair as stuff. I think at the beginning of any fair, I always think of as Black Friday for the one percent. Yeah, totally. um, they kind of line up and storm <laughs> in. <laughs> so I like. I hope we have some of that same energy at Felix. Yeah, looks like we will. For the first time ever, we have a bank sponsor. We have wonderful people at East West Bank. Amazing. we almost look like a real. We almost look like a real fair. I noticed that the Moran Moran Gallery is now banking with the East West Bank. Moran Moran Gallery is back. Shout out East I West saw an Bank. invoice shout the other to, day. Shout out, shout out, out to Agnes at East West Bank who yeah. saved my... Shout out to First Republic, <laughs> the sponsors <laughs> of Nota Bene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> saved my behind during the pandemic by getting me PPP loans. And, amen. Yeah, amen, to, amen to small banks um, or smaller banks. They're not small. Yeah. Well, there's another event happening that's it's not decidedly not a brunch. Uh, and it's happening tonight. Are we allowed to talk about that at all? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Felix and Nota Bene are co-hosting what's set to we're, be... We're having a party. We're going we're dancing. Show up. Dancing. I don't know the name of the spot. Text me if you know me. <laughs> it's school, but in Spanish. School in Spanish. Escuela, Escuela. Taqueria on Beverly, a very classic taqueria here in LA. Tell them Nate sent you. It'll be all good at the door. I think I think you can get in if you say that Nate sent you. I don't know. Yeah. You've seen the rest of me. But in speaking of food and venues, uh, there's a new restaurant that's about to open or has opened here in the lobby of it's the Roosevelt Hotel. It's been open for like six to eight months. Yeah, but it's oh, a pandemic, wow. bro. No one was going out. Nobody knew about it, yeah. Yeah, and you guys out Called here, you're very... Nobody here has been to that restaurant, so we'll all give our reviews on the next pod. Okay. We'll we're all going it. tomorrow night again, hosted by our favorite bank, East West Shout Bank. Shout out, East West Bank. East West Bank. Yeah, it's <laughs> well, who, the who, bankers you know. It's so, Nancy Silverton, and it's it's called The Bearish, and uh, it's a sort of a steakhouse, steakhouse-y kind of vibe. I like a steak. Uh, so, I like so a you house. You had a run-in with, with your favorite chef, Nancy I Silverton. I did, and she's never you? been nice to me, so <laughs> I've... I'm well, going to try to give her a let's second see if you're listening. Night. Let's see what kind of tab you run up tomorrow. See if, see, see if you yeah. turn that frown. Um, yes, um, you're invited on the pod. Uh, the well, pod. shout out, uh, before we break here, to the Roosevelt Hotel. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I've never stayed here. I'm kind of into it. Unfortunately, the coffees did take 45 minutes to arrive, but I understand. Did I hold up a podcast? Staff. I've been staying here a few nights. It's lovely. It's a fantastic hotel. Everyone's just doing their best out there. Yep. All right, guys. Shout did out I, to did Jason. I miss anything? Anything we missed? Just shout out to Jason, the owner of the hotel. All right, Jason. Love you, Jason. If you want to buy a picture, call me. All right. That's it, guys. Time's Felix. Thanks, dude. Out. Uh-